0: Welcome to this episode of Putting Points on the Board. Uh, I'll be your host for today, Big John, joined, of course, by my majority-minority partner, I suppose,
1: <laughs> William Del Pilar. You know, uh, technically, according to leftists, I'm a minority of the minority because they're You're trying one. to classify us now as well. California already does. You're either white, brown, brown. black, whatever, Latino now. You're now, not white. Let me reemphasize that you're not white. But see, that's actually this it has to be a topic for another day. But at the end of the day, we look at people with their skin color and uh we do right. make those type of decisions. Yeah. But yeah,
0: I think it's hilarious that the people who want inclusivity supposedly go to the greatest lengths to compartmentalize and separate people on the most superficial. Of of understanding, right? So it's like, right? Uh, exactly. You're you you're from Panama, that. therefore you have to be Latinx, regardless, um, brown, you brown know, or brown Latinx. or whatever. Brown, you know. Latinx. Meanwhile, you're like we've said, you're as dark or darker than me or lighter than me. You know, it depends on if we've been not in the sun, but regardless, gl- good to have you along uh, for this episode again, my friend, and we've got a lot to talk about.
1: Yes, uh, we do. Very quickly, not detail.
0: A lot of detail and a lot of interesting topics going on, especially in the NFL. So we're going to talk the two big trades in the NFL that just occurred. Deshaun Watson going to the Browns. Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. We also have a couple of sneaky, interesting NFL signings uh, that I'd love to get your take on, William. Uh, Things that flew under the radar that we ourselves have mentioned on past uh, episodes of this podcast. I'd like to see what you think about those. Uh, we have an update on Juicy Smollett. Is he need uh, a new Texan starter? <laughs> he might be, for all I know. Uh, but uh, some updates on your one of your favorite pop culture topics, Juicy Smollett, And then, of course, uh, we're going to bid farewell uh, to uh, a colleague, uh, John Clayton, uh, who we found out passed away uh, yesterday. So uh, let's kick off the show, uh, William, by starting out with Uh, the most recent of the big trades, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson being traded from the Texans to the Cleveland Browns of all teams. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But Deshaun uh, Watson traded. uh, The trade, three number ones heading to Houston, along with a 2023 third, a 2024 fourth. And the Browns get Deshaun, uh, excuse me, the uh, Tex, uh, the Browns get Deshaun Watson. And, 2024 fifth by by many metrics this is probably the biggest deal if not uh one of the biggest if not the biggest deals in nfl history um william i mean we had the ricky williams trade where mike Ditka famously traded away all his picks one season for ricky williams we had the herschel walker deal uh but this one i think is even more uh impactful than that first of all Just about the terms of the trade, what do you feel about that?
1: Well, the truth of the matter is, for the quality of Deshaun Watson, look, I am uh, not a pro or con Deshaun Watson. As you know me, I'm heavily into identity politics on the political side, and Deshaun Watson has played into that. So somebody who watches sports, watches Colin Kaepernick, knew people who knew Kaepernick, talked about the person he was, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward to here, as you know, I believe the Sean Watson got escaped under the exemption clause because of the current politics at the time. And I didn't like that. Right. As a Latino, I always want equality across the board, regardless of issue, domestic violence, drugs, whatever, across the board. But that said, in crunching his numbers, this guy's a stud. We forget, we get so caught up, or at least people on my side, we get caught up politically uh, uh, from the hobby. We right. forget the man's a stud. So I think the Browns actually got a great deal here. I mean, they're giving up uh, uh, three first round picks, but they are getting an elite quarterback along the modes of uh, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Steve Young. Well, not necessarily Aaron Rodgers. I'm trying to find quality. you trying Michael to be Vicks. realistic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That.
1: Michael Vicks. So those are that's. You ask anybody, would you give three first-round picks up for, for a player like that? And I would wager to say eighty percent of the league managers and and, and teams would go, yeah. Uh, I mean, would you, John?
0: Look, it's one of those things. I would give up the three firsts um, because, look, let's face it, we've seen what's what the what today's NFL is like. Um, you can't have the equivalent of the Baltimore Ravens in 2000 when they won strictly on defense and they won with a quarterback who wasn't going to turn over the ball. All he was, was a game manager. So strong running game, strong defense that could get your championship theoretically.
1: Actually it did. I mean, Tom Brady played lights out when he won his last Super Bowl, but he was a quasi-game manager playmaker. I think what you're what you're saying is, in today's day and age, the 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 the, the single layered team of quality defense with a pure play game yeah. manager who you can't put the team on their back uh, can no longer win it. That's what I, I meant. That's that's yeah. what I meant. I'll yeah. tell you, the Ravens could win today. The Ravens could win today with Dilfer, but Dilfer's exceptionally intellectual with football smarts. No, uh,
0: listen, I mean, there's always the chance, but if you were to build the team, which is what these GMs are doing now, right? Every two, three years, if you're not on the right track, you got to reset.
1: That's Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, even though I don't agree with that (laughs) philosophy. But look, I don't want to get off track though. Yeah, but
0: but, but but so the answer was, yes, I would pay the three first round picks, because I think you need it now.
1: Hold on, he, hold on, hold on. Yeah. The question is, okay, we agree on that. But would we agree to give him a fully guaranteed? That was going
0: to be my next point. That's the part I disagree with. They reworked his contract. That's part two of this. So they, they reworked his contract and he get, he's getting $230 million over the
1: next five years. And has never won anything, including uh, two playoff losses. Uh, He's still young. He's
0: still, he's he's 26. So he's still young. Um, But the 230 million over five years is so fascinating to me. The fact that it's fully guaranteed. um, The fact that they thought ahead enough to say, what if this guy gets suspended? His agents were smart enough to say for 2022, his salary 1 million 1.1 million is salary the rest is a signing bonus so if he gets suspended
1: well, that's standard right,
0: well no because if he gets suspended all he loses is the million
1: right 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 but but but, but i'm saying the offset salary caps you're always going to get the, a big chunk of that money no no i i
0: understand that but y- you have to understand that even with the offset right it's still going to be a 44 roughly a 43 44 million dollar hit against the cap
1: i guess it boils down <laughs> to this big john do you think he's a top three nfl quarterback because that's where his salary rates him right now actually he's number one uh, uh, he's rogers great. is uh number one with 50 million a year and uh, actually watson's technically the second highest paid quarter uh, quarterback now Slightly right ahead, right it. right okay. Super Bowls, no winning season or, i mean no winning uh, playoff games uh, fully guaranteed 230 million yeah. the package they gave away to the they gave to the Texans, i agree with yeah i i'm with you i don't i don't i would have had structured that with incentives even if they and when i say incentives sometimes i'm teams will put unrealistic incentives in there or you know you like for example with one of the ncaa coaches i think at kentucky he had like a a million dollar bonus or one of those teams if they won it all if they won it those are unrealistic i I mean because they're kind of out of your control the team function sure sure. but i would have put in maybe some realistic uh well uh, here's the individual goals
0: i i hear what you're saying but here's the problem uh the problem is that what they've done by fully guaranteeing, especially this season, this is the part that I think most people aren't talking about. And I've heard a lot of like the ESPN, the NFL network and all these guys go off about this. The one thing I haven't heard is the incentive for Watson to settle those 22 civil cases just flew out the window. Meaning that he could have gotten his money, but if 2022 weren't essentially fully guaranteed for his salary, he had a reason to settle those lawsuits because remember once the criminal phase is gone, he's not going to jail. The NFL really can't look at him and say, well, you're being suspended for violation of the law. They can't do that. So they, have right, to do it they don't the, have to do that. Right. They have they don't, to do, they, they, they're going to get him on the personal conduct. Right. Now, if Watson, if that money isn't fully guaranteed, he has a reason. He has a financial reason to settle with those 22 cases to say, hey, I'll look because civil, you know, people don't want to hear this. But those 22 women in the civil cases are not looking for justice. They're looking for right. money, and, right?
1: And the threshold is much lower. And it's much lower. It, you don't it's, need it's, it. t- conviction is the wrong word, but, but uh, guilty of whatever they're.
0: Yeah. Committing. So to find him liable, I think it's the right phrase. You don't need a unanimous jury. You just need the majority. So if there's, if there's I, I, if there's nine people or 13, I forget what it is in a civil case, yeah. all you need is the majority. So if right. seven of 13 say pay them, and by the way, they can adjust the award. So if yeah. a woman is asking, the for 10 million, yeah, they could like, you know, they could lower it to $1 or they could, yeah. you know, whatever. So for him since let, you know, and nobody's accusing women of anything of lying. I'm just saying the civil phase is about money if that's it. So what he could do is settle the cases put in a, a, a requirement that nobody discloses anything and there's no admission of guilt, just like, here's some money. So you go away. If he did that in all 22 cases before the season started, I think that suspension is less likely to be severe. He had a financial incentive to do it. Now here's why he do doesn't it. have to do it anymore because his salary is guaranteed.
1: Here's why he's going to do it. It's not about this contract. That's this moment of time. It's about his legacy, his ego. most importantly it's about PR. So if he goes to civil trial and some and some nasty nasty sailor type details start coming out doesn't matter if it's legal or not you know and I'm not gonna gross the uh, our audience out but just think of some of the worst sexual acts right. that, that that's not illegal but people do when that stuff comes out because of PR nightmare you know yeah. because he's becoming a brand. So I, I that's when the team, the agents, and the lawyers uh, – yeah, he's don't, not a dumb individual. He's been cited. and for The only thing he did wrong uh, – I mean, the only thing that he did that was questionable to somebody it didn't hurt him was taking a fifth uh, 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 with a jury. Yeah, injury. he was
0: smart like that. He listened to yeah. his lawyer. So he's but, not
1: dumb. But he's not he's dumb.
0: Saying, but, but, William, I have to push back a little bit because I don't know if it's about his legacy at this point. I'm not going to question whether he wants to win a Super oh, Bowl ring God. or not. But John, here's the thing: we all
1: have egos, and I'm not talking about no, his no, legacy. I understand. No, no, that, no, no, but... no, you missed my point. Yeah, I'm yeah. not talking about his on the field legacy. The we're talking money now, John. In the last ten years, the NFL has changed. Yeah. For the elite players, we're talking generational of, more of yes. money they're receiving. Yes. Yes. They're, they're no longer looking at life as an individual, but they look at themselves as a brand. They yeah. are no different than that rich white oligarch out of whatever country well who, wants that, who wants that hospital name yeah. that's yeah. what i'm referring to I, that's well, I, a I, don't nature disagree, I
0: don't disagree with you with that but here's the thing people have short memories in two years if he keeps his nose clean nobody's going to remember these 22 we're
1: not talking show memories we're talking an up, up. we're talking multiple upcoming civil potential civil litigations no, you're but right i'm saying I'm, I'm this saying, isn't done this isn't over in no, two years this is going to still be
0: there no no if he settles if he settles, it won't if it won't be part part of the agreement i can almost guarantee you will be this is the end of it you can't talk yeah, about yeah, it that, that's how Look, awesome not, I'm, I'm going I'm to always work. I'm going to, I'm going to tweak you a little bit, right? Your boy Trump does that all the time. Any lawsuit right. against him that he loses, if he's forced to pay up, right? He just throws something in. Okay. You, this money gets refunded. If you ever discuss details about this again, No,
1: no, right. I, I get that big John and you're right. Trump is notorious for that. He's right. notorious for suing this month. That's why he does business with other uh, with smaller companies, you can write right. them out they, right. you know, financially if you have right. you. They all do that. It yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if if, if it's Jose Joblo uh, in the barrio or, or whoever's in the ghetto or the trailer park. Yeah. Any non-disclosure from that level on up is going to be you don't discuss this. Right. The problem I have with that, and we, we probably need to move on. We getting too deep into No, the no, I got here. you. Let's finish up but, the point. But the know. problem we have with that is. Uh, we live in an era where women are breaking this, mostly women, I'm sure there's some men, uh, but mostly women in terms of what we see in the news are breaking this, and they're not having to deal with ramifications, at least that we see, you know. Right.
0: I, uh, you might be talking about someone like a Stormy Daniels who had an NDA. Oh, anybody, it depends back, on- the, But you're right, you right.
1: on how big the individual is and, and what they're breaking. So, and so and whether the punishment- is, is wide open. And,
0: Right, and whether the punishment for breaking the NDA is sufficient to dissuade them from doing it, right. OK, exactly. let's move okay. on. Yes. Let me ask you this now. The fact that the Browns now remember, initially last week, we heard that Watson had notified Watson and this agent had notified the Browns that they were out of the running. And even though this was a trade, essentially it was a free agent sign in because because of Watson's no trade clause. So it's not like the Texans could have just given them up to the highest bidder. Watson had to agree to go to the team that he was going to be traded. Right, right,
1: right, right, right.
0: So what do you make of the fact of two things I want to ask you? The first one is, do you think the Browns improved their chances of getting to the Super Bowl? Do they have a Super Bowl roster? And let me give you a little fact here. Vegas, the second the trade was announced. Vegas moved the Browns from 40 to 1 favorites to win the Super Bowl to 16 to 1 favorites to win the Super Bowl. So, Vegas, and we know how they are with their analytics and probability structures, we know that now Vegas says, hey, uh, Cleveland <laughs> doubled its chance of getting to the Super Bowl. Has, has what Vegas
1: actually gotten the Super Bowl winner, right? I mean, they always have all the odds. The well, they have up. the
0: odds, right. So it's it, it's a predictive,
1: you know. No, 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 I get that. But it's like, I wonder. I'm if, sure it looks. Like, as, 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 as accurate they, as they are, do they get they, it right?
0: They usually rank the guy's appropriately whether they get the exact one right obviously no i don't I
1: don't look for them to get anything yeah. specifically right it's so like last if, I, year they, they, I think the
0: Rams way. were the fifth fifth most likely to win the Super. yeah Bowl yeah right. see
1: that's what I'm talking about have they that's ever close enough a- but right. using it as a oh no as, it's not close enough when you put a hundred thousand dollars on the well Rams, you know give them, give them well, options, but right? but but here's yeah. here's the yeah. thing I want to
0: ask you uh, Vegas thinks that they essentially double their probability of getting to the Super Bowl. Probability. they doubled the probability of getting to the Super Bowl. Do you think the Watson deal gets them that much closer? They're also the favorites to win uh, the AFC Central, meaning uh, the AFC uh, North, meaning that they leapfrog the Bengals in that scenario. Right. Right. Do you agree with that? Or do you think Cleveland still needs to make some major moves to that roster?
1: No. Nah, I mean, these numbers have changed tomorrow. You know, they'll get a, a free agent signing is going to tweak it elsewhere. So my point is, it's too early to tell. Did they now, in, in general terms, did they upgrade their team? Oh, heck yeah. heck yeah. Deshaun Watson uh, is magical when healthy. He's unproven. So still a lot of potential, still a lot of talent. And let, let's be honest, you know, he's a Russian QB. Uh, uh, people forget the simple factors of humanity, human nature, the environment, life. He's gone from playing in, in Houston in a controlled environment to he's going to be facing some brutal winners. The hits yes. are harder because it's colder, so right. they hurt more. They linger longer. People don't realize that the NFL is a game of attrition. You know, these don't. When we were kids, it was magical to watch Fran Tarkenton and and who and and then his replacement. I don't know, big gun Tommy 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 Kramer Tommy Kramer in the playoffs. Always in dead in of winter in the snow, the snow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what you get with the Browns. So, I would disagree with Cleveland as they're not factoring a lot of uh, factors like that in. But have they exponentially leaped above where they were with Baker Mayfield? True, I think they have on the surface. We're going to dig into Baker Mayfield a little bit because yeah. I found his numbers, uh, not his numbers, but who he is a bit surprising, yeah. Uh,
0: well, uh, I, I see. I'm going to push back a little bit on you. I wouldn't categorize Watson as a rushing quarterback. I, I don't view him in that category. I think he's capable of running. Did but, I say
1: rushing? He, he's a mobile QB. He's a mobile QB. Better, There's yes. a massive difference. Yes, rushing... yeah, I
0: agree with you. I just want yeah. to correct you. You said rushing, but if you meant if you meant mobile, yes, absolutely. When I say a, rushing
1: quarterback, I mean he can use his legs.
0: Right. Yeah. Meaning, um he,
1: he you don't, what... you, don't
0: view, you don't view him like a Lamar Jackson or a Kyler Murray. You feel no. more like a Patrick Mahomes who can get away from uh from uh, trouble or maybe he's quasi, he's, he's still
1: players. learning that. I mean the guy's had an ACL tear, so he's not the most durable. Of course, nobody is, but in fact, the point is he's already been hit. But I love back. his
0: arm. He's he throws a nice deep ball. I love his arm, and I also love his um his uh his accuracy too. I, I like that. Get right, and right, right.
1: Getting well, back to you your you. question. Hold on, get back yeah, to your question. I think they have improved. Look at this offense they have. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, hell, the Watson and Hunt brothers beating them down. <laughs> yeah, Amari Cooper. There's I got no that doubt. joke. I got that joke. <laughs> I know yeah. you got it. Uh, 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 Amari Cooper has now has a legit opportunity to go from a lower end NFL and fantasy lower number one tier receiver to, to moving uh, uh, up and on defense. Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Miles Garrett, you know, uh, so so they've got studs on defense. They've got playmakers on defense is what I'm trying to say. So they have gaps to fill. He also has to learn a new offense, you know, uh, his intellectual prowess should help him out there, but it's also an an offense built on play action pass, uh, which he was each year. He did less and less of, uh, uh, without it really affecting his uh, numbers. So do they really need that kind of offense? So I expect them to tweak the offense, which means everybody who's coming back is going to have to uh, semi learn uh, right. uh, uh, new plays and nuances uh, of the playbook as well. So And that's
0: and that's also why I like the fact that they got this done when they did. It gives them the full breadth of the offseason. Now the one thing I will add I do think they need another wide receiver because they've got Cooper. They've yeah. got people's Jones probably as their number two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another. Their
1: offense is not complete yet. Right. And, and because of that, and because it's a new offense, I mean, a new player do not be shocked. If you see him perform with lesser than stellar numbers, because the, the Browns believe this, they believe their window to win is this year and next year. uh went uh, with, with Baker Mayfield had he stayed. With Watson, they're assuming they're going to win, so they're going to they view themselves as now legit players. That bears to be seen, but their offensive uh, his production, uh, I would speculate, is going to they're going to uh, play it close to the vest and rely on that 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 dynamic duo running team as the receivers uh, uh, jail. But don't be shocked. Uh, if uh, 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 they bring in a quality number two free, a Jarvis Landry type is what they need. Yeah. Even
0: though they just let him go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So let's, let me just move on now. Baker Mayfield uh, had requested to be traded because he felt he was being disrespected, quote unquote, whatever that means. Fair enough. Baker Mayfield is probably gone, 99% likely to be gone, I would assume. Oh, I'd hold out. It, it,
1: yeah, I, 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 I like, I'm saying up.
0: 99 because yeah. things you never know, right? You never know. Okay, he says he wants to go to the Colts. First of all, I don't think the Colts want him. That's the first thing. The second thing is who knows what the Browns are going to get in return for him. I don't think they're going to get a first-rounder they're probably not even going to get a second rounder. They'll be lucky to get a third rounder for Mayfield at this point. Um, Mayfield
1: will be uh, layered, meaning his production, once he goes to his other team, will determine if they get a first-round pick or not. He so might be like sure.
0: another Wentz, which I doubt. He might be more like a Trubisky, where he goes somewhere to sign on as a backup uh, on a one-year deal or something. Like that. But three teams, and then quickly tell me where you think he might fit best. Uh, the Colts the Seahawks and the Panthers have all been mentioned, uh, or do you feel he just decides to sign as a backup somewhere? Give me your thoughts. Uh, I have on.
1: no clue. He wants to go somewhere where he can start. He wants to go to the Colts. The Colts haven't said anything. The Seahawks have actually reached out. If I'm him, I don't want to go to, to Pete Carroll offense. He chews you out and spits you out, and we've seen that team. That team should have been Super Bowl ready for a couple more years uh, right. in Seattle. Uh, you, you know, he's young. He, need, he needs, uh, what is it, every day the same thing. Uh, I, I, he, know, needs yeah,
0: he needs consistency. He needs rest. No, no, yeah,
1: and I'm not talking his play. He had multiple head coaches, multiple coordinators. You know, he tore his labrum in week two. He re-aggravated it in week four. Right. He, lo- you know, uh, uh, he lost OBJ in the middle of the season. You know, right tackle Jay Conklin went down. He, he's had a hard, hard, hard time.
0: I agree with you. He's had a rough time in Cleveland, and, and that's my whole
1: point. So, what about he, his
0: maturity, though, William? Let me focus. What about be his maturity? He was all in.
1: He's a young kid. There's always going to be maturity What issues, about
0: the me. antics? What about the planting the flag, the bold statements, the, the that's, preening, that, that's the prancing? That's actually leadership
1: to his players. If his okay, players I'm, I'm it, asking you. I'm just if asking you. they fall you. in line with it, the problem is to be a leader, you must have what? Or you must be what? A winner. Gotcha. Yeah, so what, exactly. do you, what do you
0: what do you think about all the reports that the locker room was basically 50-50 on Mayfield? Half half loved him, half didn't. What, there's what, a reason they got that? rid
1: of OBJ. And there's a reason the Rams aren't saying we're going to sign OBJ come hell or high water because of that need. He's got a reputation. Jarvis Landry was OBJ's uh, boy. So at the end of the day, uh, 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 the, that that's a coaching issue, meaning you have to be able to understand what you're right. getting when you bring them in. And they did not. Is it
0: interesting to you that the Texans didn't take Mayfield as part of that
1: trade? I think, I think, no, not at all. For the simple fact, if I'm Baker Mayfield and they go, you're part of this trade, I go, I'm just not reporting. And
0: Really? He'd rather not report than be a starter? Baker
1: Mayfield is not dumb, neither. His agent saw OBJ say, I want out and I'm getting out, period. And he Uh, got out. Okay, fair enough. All Uh, right. uh, Yes. Uh,
0: One word. Hold on. One one word answer. No, no. One word answer. If you had to put money, where's he going to end up in 2022? Baker Mayfield. Oh,
1: I have no clue. If that's how I, right I, I know it. you
0: don't have a clue. I'm asking you to make to make an
1: educated guess. He could go anywhere. He could go to the. hell right,
0: I'll do it for you. I'll say Panthers. I think he ends up on the Panthers. That's my uh, they're, guess. They're, I think he ends up on really the Panthers. They have Sam
1: Darnold. They have Sam Darnold already. Right? The same thing. You know <laughs> why go there? I, yeah. I, I think
0: yeah. he ends up because I think they need someone for one year. Uh, until, because they're probably going to draft Willis in the draft uh, and they need somebody for one year. But anyway, let's move on for the sake of time. The second big trade, William, that we have to discuss, and you and I have gone over this situation in past shows in Green Bay, Devontae Adams gets traded from the Packers to the Raiders for a first and a second, signs a $145 million contract. As soon as uh, the trade was finalized, he is thrilled over this He's doing cartwheels because he's reunited with his best friend and college quarterback at Fresno State, Derek Carr.
1: What do you make of the situation going on? I that they're saying that well, that's why we traded him because he was insistent on playing with David Carr. Uh no, I I think a trade. it was a non-exclusive franchise tag, and uh he told the team, hey, I'm not gonna play on a franchise Correct. tag. Correct. And I, I really think Goodenkiss probably thought, Hey, Rogers can help smooth it over. We'll ask him to take the team friendly contract. We'll play it just like that. We did with Greg Jennings, Greg Jennings walked, But I meaning that was their stance, you know? Uh, but a report did come out stating that they never viewed them as a one, two punch uh, when it came to the administrative side, i.e. The the, the the contract dealings. So their only care at that time was to solve Rogers. And then what was left over, then they would look at Adams. And obviously it burned them. You know, it's, it's, he wasn't going to play with franchise tag understood. So, we, we both kind of said that because of that, they felt if we trade him, we can recoup some, 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 some picks. And they did, you know, but they, he, he, okay. they, so got, he, they got the Raiders first round pick and their second round pick in the 2022 draft, the number 22 overall and number 53 overall, that gives them four picks in the top 60, you know, cause they already had the number 28 and number 53 so they're going to logic dictates they are going to look for a uh a receiver there but the problem is is the 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 ability There's the no Devontae Adams. Yeah, there's no Devontae Adams. Well, it's Adams not they, they know that, but they got to be able to find somebody who can uh post up some of those numbers.
0: All right, so yeah. let me ask you something on that on that issue, right? We both knew he wasn't going to play for the Packers again. I think both of you and I thought that was going to be the case. But let me ask you this. If they knew they were going to trade him if they knew they were going to let him walk. There's two reports that are two issues that are contradictory to that. One is the reports were take them for what they're worth that the Packers offered them as much money, if not more than the Raiders did. What do you make of that?
1: I think that's a complete and utter lie. You think same it's a same. lie. You don't think. Oh it, yeah. You don't because, think because, because if they had, they could have franchise tagged him and said, Hey, here's more money. We're giving you a better deal. Look, teams, franchise tag players that they want to keep or or or, right. or, or work out a trade and, and ship off, you know? So if no, they really but, wanted but, to but, keep him, they would have kept him. No, 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 no. They
0: offered him the money. That's, that's been like that's what the resources. But, I, I mean, look, I just think the feeling was he didn't want to play for Green Bay anymore. He didn't want to be with Rodgers. He didn't want to be in Green Bay. He didn't want to be in the cold. I understand that part. None but of that's
1: not until this past week. That's why I, don't, I find it hard to believe.
0: No, well, I, that, again, I'm saying that's what the reports were, right? The second thing is, I don't understand something that's going on here. There's, there's, there's something going on in Green Bay that either reeks of incompetence or there's something else that's going to happen that we don't know about yet. What I mean by that is, first of all, if you regress this enough, they screw up the whole situation with, with Rodgers. The Green Bay front office put themselves in this position, right? They when they, And it started with Jordan Love. It started with a letting Rodgers dictate to them. They, were, they should have either made him happy two years ago or they should have gotten rid of him two years ago, one or the other. But but having that they came to this point, William, they paid him this ton of money. They didn't pay them this money to be contenders three years from now. They paid him this money to be contenders
1: now. And that, that, how, that's why it went down as it went down.
0: How do you account then
1: for the fact that they did not get Devontae Adams done. Oh, I mean- and- because, because they plan. I This is what I think happened. I agree with you, your whole synopsis. That's been my issue with the Packers. They, they, when they had a running game, they had no defense. When they had no defense, they had no You know, it's always been one misstep Something or after right. another. So when you look at this trade, they knew they were going to have to pay out to get Rodgers. It turns out Rodgers was showing me the money. So they're like, That's, we have to win now. And we're going to show them the money. That leaves a team just decimated with even more salary cap woes because you can't sign quality depth. They got they got enough salary cap leverage to be competitive, but still not enough salary cap leverage to sit there and uh, uh, make a legit Super Bowl run and win. Uh, because NFL always says attrition. Even if your starters are out there at right. the Super Bowl, odds are they miss games down there, and that's, what yeah, there's that's injuries, there. of course. So, yes. with that said. I think Goodenkiss may have known. Hey, look, we're not going to be able to keep uh, Adams with the contract we giving Rodgers. Let's find the best deal out there for him. What? What's that? Huh? Carr? He wants to play with Carr again? Okay, let's call the Raiders up, or the Raiders call them up. You know, one or the other. And they manage to get hold on four picks in the top sixty. They get to keep their uh, 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 their, their their secondary intact. Now they have enough money and draft picks to kind of find some depth. Some quality depth, so See, I don't think they planned this out. But right. I no this, this the, it the, played the, out, yeah. and they yeah. made yeah. the surprisingly they made the best of a no. Situation. They didn't.
0: Here, here's my thing. I don't think they did make the best of it because let no, me, no, no. Let me ask you this: they made the best of the situation. No, no. But I'm saying I don't think they did because let me ask you this: uh, he was a non-exclusive uh, franchise tag, which right. means if the Raiders, they should they could have let the Raiders offer. Adams the contract they could have def- refused to match and they would have gotten two firsts as compensation right. right but where why those fell, Who knows? Why, why didn't they go for that they could have had they, two first round picks like in any value chart you see two firsts are worth more than a first and a second well, they
1: got they got that in a trade They would have gotten it regardless no no yeah. because
0: they got a first and a second
1: oh that's right if, that's if right they refused, <laughs> I'm thinking of Deshaun Watson <laughs> yeah
0: if they refused they would have gotten two firsts. So I don't understand what's going on there. Like, I mean, so to me, something else is going on. It's either incompetence, meaning that um, that they just didn't think of this, which I refuse to believe uh, at that level, or B, uh, is there some sort of collusion going on? Would they have
1: gotten two first rounds for him? Yes. Doesn't yes. it depend where he was drafted uh, no, at? No,
0: no. They would have got – because they tendered him as a non-exclusive – Franchise well, they would once they
1: franchise them, that's yeah, correct. They would
0: have gotten... You know, there, there's
1: got to be something in there. That's what the I'm saying.
0: I, there's got to be something. Now, it could be a... Cons- and you know how I hate conspiracy theories. But maybe there's something else going on here. Like maybe the Raiders were hip to this. Maybe Adams called the Raiders and said, Hey, I'm not going to sign with them. I want to come play for you. Don't even make an offer on me. Because they'll have to trade me to you for cheaper than the two first. Maybe something like that was going on. Or B... Maybe the Packers are just as incompetent as they seem to be when it comes to negotiating contracts. Like, I don't, I refuse to buy into this concept that the Packers are geniuses, the front I, office. I don't think
1: there's, there's any NFL uh, uh, team that I would call a genius, including Bill Belichick, who did better when he wasn't the general manager than when he was, you know? So, well, uh, yeah, well,
0: Parcells was just a horrible front office guy. As brilliant as he was as a coach. He, he was a horrible it. front office guy. So, so but, was
1: Parcells. So was Parcells
0: and <laughs> Belichick. Right. They, they all are. Even Jimmy yeah. Williams
1: or Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Right. Now,
0: let me ask uh, you this. The Packers, okay. they can't stand Pat, right? Um, they they right. The only guys they have under contract for, for you know, as, as terms of receivers are Alan Lazard that they just re-signed. Robert Tunyon was coming off a torn up knee at tight end. People think. Uh, Scandling Valdez, Scandling is coming back. He's a free agent. I'm not sure he's coming back to the Packers. He may not want any part of that either. So now you're left with the thing. And the Packers traditionally do not draft wide receivers in the first round. I don't
1: think they're so, going to have a choice, especially since that's what Rogers wanted the last go round. I don't think right. He's and and both and both
0: and both their picks in the first round, both theirs and the Raiders, since they were both playoff teams, are at the end of the first round. So you would think that the any impact receivers that might be out there, and it's a deep receiver class, but I don't know how many true number one receivers are out there. If there's a, if there's one, two, or three of them, they're probably gone by the time they're choosing in the first round. So right. the question is, do you think? And this is part of saying like, I don't know what's up next. Do you think they're putting together a package to get another? An ex- to trade for an impact receiver for example the first thing that pops into my mind is if the Seahawks are rebuilding they can move either Metcalf or Lockett or both for picks do you think we see something in the coming weeks of especially as we get closer to the draft do we see the Packers do we see Aaron Rodgers complaining and bitching about make a trade get me somebody maybe taking yeah. two first or first in a second sending it to Seattle picking up a DK Metcalf who is younger He's a stud. Uh, I'm sure Rodgers would love playing for a DK. That won't come from
1: Seattle. Seattle, is, something- for some reason, thinks they for some reason, Seattle thinks they're not in a rebuild. And, and when you sit there and read some of the articles, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Then you take a step back and you're like, well, you just gave up a freaking generational right. quarterback. Right, you know, right. So, and, and
0: so, and so But what do you I think agree about you? that? I agree
1: with you. Yeah. I, I agree. However... I think they are first going to take care of their in-house free agents. For example, uh, with the cornerback, there, uh, 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 what's his name, Rasul, Rasul, Rasul. Uh, oh, oh Rasul Douglas. There you go. They're, you know, if they haven't already taken, maybe the last couple of days they took care of him. Who knows? Yeah, him. Okay, so they're going to take care of him and keep that that core. Uh, 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 intact, uh, a yeah, yeah. uh, core of three. Then, then that I don't want that makes him uh top upper echelon, yeah, uh, in the backfield. Uh, so I think that's what they're going to do first. Now, I agree with you, but you didn't mention one name that I don't know if it's just all talk or if they would consider it, and that's packaging Jordan Love, you know. So they have Rogers for two years and they want to win now. So if you want to win now, uh uh, 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 Jordan Love's like the type of guy that's worth trading for is there is there is there uh, Or trading is there interest trading. in love but I you mean, know but yes yes there would be interest in love for uh, uh everything i've read about love is even to this day people are like boy wait wait till he gets on that field consistently they, they in fact one article said if you guys thought uh trance uh, uh, uh oh, tra- Lance. Lance is something wait till you see jordan love in action All so, right, but that, what are you going to get for him though what are you going to get for him? And that's the thing is, he, he has to go to the right fit. The courts, for example, uh, would be one destination. The Texans, teams in rebuild mode. How does that How does that,
0: How does does that? that help the Packers? How does it help Rodgers win? Brad picks
1: in their player. That's but it doesn't it help, it. help them win now. Not necessarily. Yeah, it does. If they're able to package him for, like you said, uh, uh, I don't think he has a new trade, but they can get a, a Metcalf-type player somewhere else. And you know what? What's the matter with the – there are plenty of Jarvis Landrys out there. But they need a number one. I get it. And while he can't be a number one, Rogers can spread that spread that ball around. He's great with his reads. So I'm, there, I guess what I'm trying to tell you is there is no A-plus answer here.
0: I guess, uh, yes, and, 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 and let me
1: remind you of this. Yeah. Hold on. Let me remind you of this. We, I just wrote an article on him. So I'm very, very uh, uh, understanding of his college days to his pro days. And that's Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who you draft or the, the receiver you get from a different system, it's never a guarantee it's going to work. Oh, great. You know? so, so, so hold on. So this, this number two uh, receiver on on team, whatchamacallit, what, you know, could come in and, and, and be a wide receiver killer in their system. I, I understand
0: know? that part, William, but I still think they need to make Rodgers
1: happy. So I don't know who Rodgers is. I don't think it's about Rodgers happy. He's it's. This is what Goodenkiss can now say. We gave you fifty million dollars uh, dollars a year. Just shut the fuck up. Excuse okay. my friends, people. Fair honestly, enough. Because what's Rogers going to do now? Fair enough. Look, I,
0: I and I don't think he cares. But here's the thing: I think they go and get a receiver for him, whether it's Brandon Cooks from Houston if they're in a rebuild. There you, you go. A, you send him Cooks. a mid round pick. Uh, maybe you do sign Jarvis oh, Landry. Oh, I mean, hold on, hold on. The Saints need a quarterback. Yeah. Well, they're going to sign Jameis Winston probably.
1: But... I, I, I get that, but they still need a quarterback. Hold Fair on. Fair enough. Stop. Stop, okay, stop, stop. You just sat there and said, no, yeah. they're going to sign Jameis Winston. Did we foresee that Deshaun Watson to the Browns deal a
0: day ago? No. And we admit no. there's yeah. things happening that we don't know, but let's move on very quickly. And I need just uh, one or two sentences from you. How does this make the Raiders in the AFC West? How does that change their, 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 their chances of winning there? The, 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 let's face it. The AFC West best division in football, right? Between the chiefs, the Raiders, the Broncos, the chargers, Oh my goodness, I could just watch all their games and be happy next
1: season, right? I, I, I thought it was the Jaguars and the Colts were representing uh, the no look the Raiders. How did are not the Raiders improve? They they they, 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 are, they they can now do, now they can compete the win. Look, I'm sorry. Everybody kept saying that's the best, and it is the best three teams in there. The Raiders were that falling to the back. Team, why? It's their culture. They have a terrible culture. Still, they don't even know how to win yet. Even though, I mean, they they backdoored it into the playoffs last year. Right. So it, it, they kind of did it more because of the Chargers. And my point isn't the bag on the Raiders. My point is just to say they were nowhere near where people thought they were. However, Devonte Adams helped make them competitive to compete in that division. And the reason I say that is because of the connection they had in Fresno. It was clear as day and uh, a situation that they already had chemistry. You know, uh, uh, now his receiver. Now, now what he also adds to the table is, who are you going to cover? You know, you, you got that tight end, Darren Waller. He's Darren an elite Waller. tight end. Yeah. So you got a one-two punch. And then there's Hunter Renfro, who's that slot receiver. He's one of the better slot receivers. So, and they've got a solid running game. They've got what I believe is an underrated uh, quarterback. People love. That. I mean, I I, 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 I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah. why. I don't know. Yeah, I do
0: they hate David Carr so much. I, I Derek, you keep saying that. I, I know Derek. Derek
1: Carr. Yeah. No. Derek.
0: I, listen, Derek Carr to me has been crapped on so much. If he wasn't such a devout Christian, I would have expected him to lose his there mind by that. now. I did not know that. Yeah, he's a very devout Christian. I know As a matter his of fact, brother is. Uh, Devonte Adams referred to him. it was funny during a press conference back in Fresno State. He goes, "I came here because of my boy Jesus," and they said, "Well, who's Jesus?" And he said, "Derek Carr." <laughs> you know, so he was joking even back then. Uh, yeah. But my, you're but absolutely John, right. The thing is, right. a receiver
1: cannot make a team. It's uh, Agreed. A, a Agreed. receiver can only complement and it can move a team up a, a few tiers, but the team's truly made by the quarterback. And don't forget, they added chandler jones
0: yes and they traded correct. for rock Yassin to help the back end so between crosby and chandler jones they have a great pass rush now which you and i think is one of the underrated keys to winning a championship they correct. solidified the secondary a little bit more by picking up rock Yassin. they still have uh their picks this year granted no first no second but they'll make some moves i think they're are is it enough to beat the chiefs i don't know but oh yeah yeah, with, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. here's why here's they're why competitive.
1: Well, it's not just that, John. Let's not look. The Philadelphia Eagles could be zero and fifteen, and facing the the the, the four, uh, thirteen and two Giants, and you know, good and well, deep down, there's a little nervousness. Sure, that's a, it's, it's, a a it's, it's a rivalry game. It's a rivalry. Yeah. So that I know that division only because I moved out here to San yeah. Diego, so I've been force-fed it. It is that truly is that type of division. Right. So not only now are they competitive with Devontae Adams, now they're competitive to the point with the other additions. It is a 14 race. I do think okay, good. Adams made him a 14 race real quick. Yeah. Uh, I want to compare some numbers in terms of people are criticizing Adams and that, that what, what he's getting uh, compared with the numbers players are getting. That's well-earned Amari Cooper against a great N- lower number one fantasy receiver and NFL receiver he- Dante Adams 2021 breakdown was 21.3 fantasy points per game. You know, Uh, 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 Amari Cooper's 2021 breakdown was 13.6 fantasy points. That's, that's easily a touchdown more in general terms that shows the value he's going to bring to fantasy owners. And it's also true. I I didn't speak about the actual numbers, but Trust me, it translates to yes. upper elite in NFL echelon.
0: I agree with you 100%. I, I think the Raiders <laughs> did themselves really well by making that trade. I think it was a oh, blockbuster. And I'm oh, happy
1: for Devontae Adams. Receivers yes. cannot win a Super Bowl or win big games, but they are a cog in that offense and he's and he's earned his lot yeah, there. Yeah,
0: and, and, and at the risk of doing something I hate doing, which is to use a noun as a verb, he was disrespected. There's absolutely no yeah. doubt. In my yeah. mind, he was disrespected. Okay, let's move on. Uh, NFL free agency. Let's talk about that. And here I'm going to focus on three, two or three under the radar, but I think sneaky good additions. The first one is somebody we talked about as a possibility for Aaron Rodgers, and we were wondering why don't you go sign this guy, Juju Smith Schuster, signed with the Chiefs on a one-year prove-it deal, one year, uh, 10.75 million, uh, William, to go play with Patrick Mahomes. Now. If you recall, last season, he turned down Mahomes to go to Kansas City to stay in Pittsburgh. Juju Smith is going to go to Kansas City. He's still only 25, William. What do you think of this move? I love this move by the Chiefs. They haven't made a lot of moves this offseason, but I love this one.
1: I think at its core, uh, Mike Tomlin is a disciplinarian slash players coach, one of the rarities. Um but he's kind of lost control of some players the last three to four years. Antonio Brown, Gigi Schuster. Gigi Shister's a nightmare. He's a disgrace of the game today. Really? I mean, uh, in terms of his antics, uh, uh, he's a disgrace, I'm sorry, to his fellow players. You know his mm. lack of uh, attitude. He he has a lot of attitude, but not the right attitude. I mean, there was that game on Monday night or Thursday night football. Uh, uh, and as you know, I haven't played fantasy football. Where in a he while. danced
0: on the logo or whatever. Well, it's not even that.
1: It's it's they were down. They were down like a couple of TDs or something. He gets a. Fr- I mean, the way he acts, he doesn't think. Uh, but that said, he's going to a team of current stars in their prime. Remember, the Steelers haven't won anything in years. Right. You know. But the Chiefs are in their winning prime, So not only is it Mahomes, who's going, no injury, he's going to go down as one of the greatest. Uh, Then you have Travis Kelsey. Then you have Tyreek Hill. Juju, you may be fast, but there's some real speed. So he has a lot of players who go, don't talk to me. You go sit in your corner. In terms of what I'm saying, when push comes to shove. So hopefully that can help mature him. So even though uh, he, he was an idiot with the Steelers, it's that's that's the immaturity of a player who is not a leader who is not expected to be a leader but leadership chooses not to wrangle him and get him under control uh, for some reason. I think that'll happen with the uh, uh, Chiefs. So I do think it's a great sign. Honestly, I think the Chiefs have always lacked that that exceptional number two Agreed. wide out, yeah. Tyreek Hill, yeah. because I think the tight end, it, when when you have, I think the tight uh, Travis Kelsey, Anthony Gonzalez, retired, great player, those types of tight ends, when you have an actual legit one and two, that tight end all of a sudden it becomes the monster. Oh, absolutely. So, no, so doubt. no, doubt. with Juju Schuster, if he can continue to develop physically on the field, he's going to make Kelsey a bigger tight end monster, I believe. And,
0: and, and I agree with you, and I think that's the key. Uh, Juju Smith, first of all, I, I don't necessarily agree with you that he's a disgrace, uh, to use your word.
1: He's to a young still a teammate, yeah, he's he still, is he's
0: still only 25. He, Doesn't matter. No, I'm just like and I think a lot of it is childish, but I don't know if it's a disgrace. But anyway, that aside. He did his best work in uh, in Pittsburgh when he was the number two. When he had Antonio Brown be the number one, that's when he when he took the world by storm. I think he moves to Kansas City, like you said. There's established stars there. He doesn't have to be the number one. He's going to be the clear number two behind Hill. He might even be number three behind uh, behind Kelsey as well, and he probably will be.
1: Oh no, no, that I will. I think he will be, but he's a threat, and they have to cover. He's
0: him. a super threat, and that's why I think this for a ten, almost eleven million dollar investment. This was a great signing by the Chiefs. They didn't spend a lot. They don't have a, a lot of money tied into him beyond the twenty twenty two season, or none at all. So I think this is a great opportunity for Juju Smith to rehabilitate himself, to prove himself worthy, and. You know, if he does well in Kansas City, let's assume they win the Super Bowl or make it to the Super Bowl. Um, then he has an opportunity to, 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 at only 26, be a part of that franchise's future
1: for a while. Uh, two more that I want to hit you up with. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. well, you, We cannot ignore the fantasy spots. We, we need to make sure we cover that. Yeah, He's going to be overvalued in the fantasy world, I think. Probably. Because, yeah. because of what you just said. Probably. I think he will be number three. But when you look at him, if he falls to you, pick him up. If he doesn't, let somebody else ride the lower, yeah,
0: and, and that's the thing, you have to take things in context. And usually, I'll write an article a year, every year, uh, giving uh, how to evaluate positions oh, and <laughs> players. But anyway, so let's let's uh, that's a good point. But we were obviously talking more about football. Let's talk about two tight ends now, uh, again, that I think help their teams, but again, under the radar. One is Hayden Hurst signing with the Bengals, uh, Hayden Hurst, a former first round pick of the, of the Ravens. Uh, got traded to Atlanta. <clears throat> uh, had a little bit of success there before they dra- uh, drafted Kyle Pitts, and obviously once Pitts was taken, Hurst's uh, productivity went down. I think he goes to Cincinnati again. Not expected to be a big player there in terms of contribution, but I think his skill set works out well. He's a great replacement for CJ Uzuma who signed with the Jets. I think with Joe Burrow there, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I think there's an opportunity, like you said, William, when you've got all these great receivers on the outside and in the slot, who becomes a killer in the red zone? The tight end. The That's tight right. end becomes your number one, like, destructive element inside that red zone. So I like that uh, Hurst going to the Bengals. And then the second one was Austin Hooper. He got cut by the Browns to, in a salary cap move. They decided to franchise tag the other tight end, and Joku because he's younger and more athletic. Hooper, again, someone that I like for his route right, route running in his hands, ends up going to the Titans. And the Titans were at their best offensively when uh, they had uh, Derrick Henry running the Rock. Obviously, he's going to still be the focus. But when Tannehill had someone to throw to, it was also that he had Brown, but he didn't have a second wide receiver. Who was his other option? The tight end, whether it was Jonu Smith or... or um, uh, I forget his name right now, number 46. I could see him in my mind. But um, he always had a good pass-catching tight end. I think this year, not if he's going to have Hooper in there, I think that reestablishes that type of offense. So I like that signing of uh, Hooper to the Titans. What do you think?
1: You know, you've you know. covered it all there, brother. I agree. Look, in the, today's NFL, it's incumbent – to keep that defense guessing, because if a defense is a, has a great edge rusher, that can really screw it up. So when you're able to make your read and know every read you make with the first open guy, including the tight end, is a viable option. The pressure and the quick release, well, the release is uh, so much more pleasurable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're full of the double entendres today. Let's not say anymore. Yeah. That was perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, <laughs> so, so uh, as far as the Titans, I agree again. Look, Ryan Tannehill, I don't like Tannehill. But that said, I'm harsher on Tannehill than his actual playing. He plays better than I, than I want to give him credit for. Right, right. I don't fault that interception that cost him the game with the Bengals. People don't realize a play earlier. He had just zipped one straight on it and the guy caught it. So of course I got the confidence that happens. I don't think the Titans have done enough to build a team around him as a quarterback. It was an embarrassment. When I saw that trade for Julio Jones, all you were trading for was a, a has been name, and I was proven right. Right. You know, so bringing this tight end in, I think, is another good move. Uh, I, however, uh, 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 I wouldn't be shocked to see the Titans make a play for a Garoppolo, too, at uh, that time. But yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. the Titans have improved their offense, and they have to because Derrick Henry is uh, two years removed now from that 2000 season. And Bell backs, Cal Bell backs like him, they have an extremely limited shelf life.
0: Sure. And then obviously the injury last year might be something that portends that. Okay. Uh, Very quickly now, let's move on to one of your favorite topics. And I'm going to let you talk about this because I know you love uh, railing about him. Juicy Smollett.
1: You know, my issue. The latest.
0: The latest developments on the smole front. Let's go, William. What do you have? Well,
1: first of all, my my issues with identity politics, for those who don't know, is I come from a very diverse family. I have relatives who are from white to black, black to white, gay to straight, straight to gay, rich to poor to uber poor, uber poor to millionaires you know so we run the gamut so when all this identity politics i took a great affront to it because i'm like you're trying to separate my family you're trying to sit there and tell my my my, my grandmother who was called the n-word in the states that she shouldn't acknowledge me because of my skin color so that's why i got into politics and uh, america taught me equality and that's all i look for is equality you know you treat criminals the same you treat Private citizens the same. So when I see Juicy Smollett, it's, it's, it's like he's being backed based off a racial issue, in a sense, his skin color, his gayness, all that means he's not guilty. It's like a pre-assumed uh, innocence, not because of the evidence, but because of who and what he represents. And uh, uh, it happened again, you know, he's been let out on, uh, on bond, bond or bail, or whatever the term is, bond I say, uh, until his appeal, you know, there comes a time when y- you need to give it up. And they, this is why the left is strong. You're a libertarian. I'm a conservative. The left destroys us over and over because they, when they had their foot on our necks, they just kick it in even harder. And on the flip side, they will defend their issues to the death and that's what you're seeing with just juicy Smollett. he's going to do his time uh but this is just another ugly mark on society we do a lot there are a lot of ugly marks in society with 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 anglo america throughout the world that's because a strong take from the weak, and that's how it will put us in this situation now it's being reversed and they're using their strength to get their way. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. This is how I see the world. So, Jesse Smollett is a tool in that battle. And, but it's aggravating to me because I'm like, oh, if we can all just take a damn step back, regardless of color, and look at it. That's why, Big John, I do believe Latinos will lead the way because our families tend to be extremely diverse in my eyes compared to what I see with the average American or, or the average Black family. We have a mix of it all. But yeah, Juicy Smole got off. And you gave me a tidbit of news because I hadn't been paying attention that the the, 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 the two Nigerian brothers... Ola Binjo and Abimbola <laughs> <laughs> Osundero. are now free to sue Os- That's her well, last, last name. name. Osundaro. That's how I say. it. <laughs> but anyway, they're free to sue and they're likely to win their lawsuit for the simple fact that a jury easily convicted uh, Jesse GC Smollett. Right, well, and, and their and lawsuit gonna... is, a,
0: just to be clear, their lawsuit was a defamation lawsuit. Right, uh, and because, they're still
1: being defamed.
0: Right, because uh, Smollett's attorney, her name was Tina Glandian, uh, yeah. referred to them as being in whiteface.
1: Yeah, so well, for, it, for that, I mean, that's just, that's just the part of it, because at the end of the day, he's still sticking to his story. Right. Uh, He's defaming them by, in essence, saying no, they're liars. Right. Right. So. So. So that's good news, because I do believe with suffering comes wisdom. I'm one of the few. I'm not one of these new agers or one of these uh, socialists and all that who want to play the victim and make life easy. I'm like, I think a little suffrage in life makes us better human beings. I mean, for example, 30 years ago, how you and I are positive, we'd be arguing at each other's throats and go, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Now we're like, we mature. We see how life is. That comes through both suffrage and age and it gives us wisdom. And I think he has learned nothing. So I think uh, (laughs) losing a lawsuit, doing some jail time, maybe, we may never see it, but there will be some introspective, uh, 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 is that the right word? Uh, Introspection back at him within himself. So so that's what I hope for. And, and that's all I have to say about Juicy Smollett. except I can't wait to see David Chappelle's uh, uh latest stick on it. <laughs> see what he has to say. Absolutely. Okay, great.
0: Um, the last thing I want to move on to, William. Um, uh some sad news. Uh John Clayton, longtime national NFL reporter, uh started out as a Steelers beat writer, moved on to the Seahawks, then became a nationally known uh, NFL. Uh, guy for ESPN, uh, also starred in probably one of the top three, uh, commercials, though, those, uh, this is sports center commercials where he, uh, did his report, then he ripped off his, uh, his, uh, his suit and tie and there was a Slayer t-shirt underneath uh, and he was walking out, eating Chinese food, yelling at his mother, my segment's done, my, you know, things like that. So that was a funny commercial, but um, I didn't know John Clayton personally, but he, he reminded me of one of my friends and writers from back in the day at Sportscom, this guy, John Rakowski was our stat master. The two of them looked very much similar, even though John is, is uh, John, my friend, John is something like maybe 25, 30 years younger than he is, but I understand you knew John Clayton uh, personally. Uh, tell us a little something about him.
1: Well, John Clayton, you know, the thing about KFFL is we were groundbreaking. So agent, I had no clue at first. None of us did. But it turned out we found out that agents, players, general managers, owners actually came to our Hot Off the Wire page. That's how fast we were with the news right. with the turnaround. Uh, and, uh, so, so we were given access to all the events that now we, we you and I probably wouldn't be able to get in. And uh, that's how I met a lot of these individuals and, and John Clayton, I met John Clayton. I want to say at the combine at first, maybe the senior boat. So it, it was something like that. No, I met John Clayton at a fantasy football event in Seattle. I was yeah. invited up to, and I flew there and it was a radio station that he would do his snippets on. And uh, this was when he was still with ESPN, and and he was just the nicest guy. And, and what was striking about him was the power of his wife. They were they were they were they were together. You could tell, but she watched over him. You could tell she was his protector. She, she it's it's you just immediately felt that, but not in a negative way. Right, right, in a loving way. You're saying exactly, exactly. Yeah. And John Clayton was never the the epitome of physical strength he was a, 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 a sm- kind of like a barney fife a Knight. right i was
0: gonna say the word maybe that comes to mind is meek he he looked meek, like a yeah. meek person i wouldn't yeah. say sickly just meek you know but yeah. not in the negative way just physically like you said he was a skinny guy and yeah
1: and then he he got sick like close to death six i want to say 15 years ago 20 years ago 10 10 to 20 years ago and i was at the combine and i saw him and you know we had only touched base a couple of times and uh so i you know i'm pretty open you know and and i went up to him hey john you know uh, i, I you know, i'm just so sorry to hear but i'm sorry uh, but i'm happy to see that you're you know it was, i was truly heartfelt to see him because everybody loved him he was just right. he's what we always say if you have a problem with John Clayton, you're the problem, not John Clayton. Right. And you know what he sat there and turned around? He immediately said thank you. Then he said, How's it how's it feel to be still having all the success you are here at the combine with you? You turned it right around on me. You know, like, hey, tell me about uh, uh, about how you're doing. So, uh, and I saw him, it was usually cordial. Hey, how you doing? He was a busy man. There was always people around him and he was always going for that big story. I, I did not know he was part of Pittsburgh. All I've known from John Clayton was ESPN in Seattle. Right. So I, I wasn't aware of that, but he did break. He was one who I believe broke the Russell Wilson story 10 days ago. So he was still breaking stories. So, I, you know, it's, 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 it's sad, but I truly believe he's now peaceful, away from the pain that, that, that he felt. He, he died at young 67. In my eye, 67 is still young. Yeah. You know, And uh, uh, but uh, I, I feel for his wife, his family, and I'm sure they're mourning, as is the NFL world and anybody who knew him. So, so I wish you could have met him. Uh, one of the nicest what we know this is a cutthroat business yes we know the moment we turn our backs there's a knife in it by somebody who wants a story John Clayton epitomized none of that but the exact opposite and I was kind of angry at ESPN when they let him go I have no reason why I I don't know why I assume it was probably salary and they had a chef really breaking uh you know in with the new right. out with the old, right. uh, but I thought he, he was an icon because he meant more to ESPN and their persona and their image. He was a guy who you want to have on your side for PR purposes. So so when he was like, oh, it was a steady move in my eyes.
0: Yeah. Well, rest in peace, John Clayton uh, certainly will be missed. Okay, William, that's the end of our podcast. Uh, it was great talking to you once again. Uh, covering the two big trades, Deshaun Watson and uh, uh, Devonte Adams, uh, also talking about uh, Juicy Spolet and John Clayton, some remembrances as well as other NFL free agents going on. And on that note, thank you everyone for joining us right here on Putting Points on the Board podcast. Don't forget, visit sportsgrumblings.com every chance you get. Why not? And uh, until next time, for William Del Pilar, this is Big John. Catch you next time, America.